Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To bizarre conspiracies my name is eric patino and with me is conrad toll today we are going to be talking about john teeter time traveler this happened back in 1998 oh i thought they were like right after the y2k thing no 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 well we're gonna go in a timeline in order here of everything that happened with john teeter now the first official appearance by John Teeter was a fax letter that he had sent to a radio host named Art Bell, who was mm-hmm. doing Coast to Coast AM. Well, he sent two fax letters. I'm going to read the first one. Dear Art, I had to fax when I heard other time travelers calling in from any time past the year 2500 AD. Please let me explain. Time travel was invented in the year... 2034. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity machine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both forward and backwards in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel to your original timeline. When you turn the singularity engine off, a new timeline is created, due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. In other words, a new universe is created. To get back to your original line, you must travel a split second further back and immediately throw the engine into forward without turning it off. Some interesting outcomes of this are, number one, you meet yourself. I have done it often, even taking a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine. Two, you can alter history in the new universe that you have just created. Most of the time, the changes are subtle. Sometimes you'll notice car models that don't exist or books that come out much later. Mm. The oldest one was a skyscraper that wasn't built in a near favorite store of mine in New York. Interestingly, when you travel in time, you must compensate for the orbit of the Earth. Since the time machine doesn't move, you have to adjust the engine so you remain on the planet when you turn it off. Unfortunately, 
It was also discovered anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. Everyone who has ever been there has reported that nothing exists. When the machine is turned off, you find yourself surrounded by blackness and silence. Interesting. Now, most time travelers are trying to figure out where the line went bad by going into the past, creating a new universe, and then proceeding forward to see if the same thing results in 2564. It appears the line went bad around the year 2000. I'm here now in this time to test a few theories of mine before going forward. Now for the future you might want to know about. Y2K is a disaster. Many people die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get to warmer weather. The government tries to keep power by institutionalizing martial law, but all of it collapses when their efforts to bring the power back up fails. A power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed. This convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. A few years later, government systems is developed after the constitution takes a few twists. China retakes Taiwan, Israel wins the largest battle of their life, and Russia is covered in nuclear snow from collapsed reactors. Art. The reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon set off by Iraq in the Middle East war with Israel might have something to do with the damaged timeline. I will test that theory and get back to you. Please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. John Teeter, July 29th, 1998. So, that was the first fax letter. That is crazy. I have never <laughs> heard any of that in any of the research I did. He read it on air. He uh -huh. received it on air, and then he read it. So That is awesome. Yeah, there's another fax letter. Um, that comes, I think, maybe a year later. Because at this point, Art Bell was in the middle of retiring in 1998. And he eventually did retire. He actually retired quite a few times <laughs> and came back. But this was, I think, the first time he officially retired and then came back a few years later. But before we get to the second facts, I have a little bit of a description here for John Teeter. Teeter identified himself as a Tampa, Florida-based American soldier from the year 2036. He was sent back to 1975 as part of a government time travel effort to acquire an IBM 5100 computer, which he claims to be required in 2036 to debug a number of legacy computer programs. Now, the IBM 5100 runs the APL and basic programming languages. Teeter claims that because his paternal grandfather had a direct hand in assembling and programming the IBM 5100, he had been specifically chosen for this assignment. He provided evidence for this by describing previously unknown capabilities of the IBM 5100, which led people to believe that a computer scientist was responsible for all the John Teeter postings. Teeter asserted that he was making a stopover in the year 2000 for personal reasons. To gather photographs destroyed in the proposed civil war and to see his family, 
Teeter added that he had been trying to warn people about the threat of mad cow disease spreading through beef products and the potential for civil war within the United States. Teeter also displayed interest in mysteries like UFOs, which he said they're still unsolved in his time. Now, I find that very interesting. <laughs> Teeter proposed that UFOs and extraterrestrials might be time travelers with advanced time machines from a much further future than his own. So that was just a little bit of a backstory on John Teeter. That one little thing about aliens, though, it does make me wonder, are there UFO sightings from soldiers who were deployed in the Middle East? Are you talking about in current times this time in general? Yeah, no, I mean during like the Iraqi invasion of 2003. I don't know, honestly. Because I don't think I've even heard of UFO reports coming from Iraq. Because that makes me wonder a few things. He says that one of the issues that the timeline goes wrong around a nuclear bomb that is used inside of the Middle East between Iraq and Israel. And so yes. that makes me wonder. In the year 2000. If there's a lot of alien sightings that happened around that time in the middle east then i wonder if there's a bunch of these time travelers from the future trying to figure out the exact same thing of why things went wrong at that particular time yeah no i don't know but that would be interesting to kind of research for maybe podcast shorts yeah here is the second fax sent to art bell dear mr bell i am glad you're back I faxed this information to you the day before you left the air. I wanted to make sure it wasn't lost in the shuffles, so I am sending a gift. If you've already seen this, please accept my apologies. If you choose to make this public, please don't publish the fax number. I had to fax when I heard the other time traveler calling in from the recent time in the year 2500 AD. I sent a fax with this opening on July 29, 1998. As I said then, I am a time traveler. I have been on this world line since April of this year and I plan to leave soon. Typically, time travelers do not purposefully affect the world lines they visit. However, this mission is unusually long and I've grown attached to some of the people I've met here. Anyways, for my own reasons, I have decided to help this world line by sharing information about the future with a few people in hopes that it will help their future. I am contacting you for the same reason. Unfortunately, there is no historical references to your program in my world line. I believe you can change your future by creating one now. Some of the information presented on your program may be invaluable to upline researchers. I suggest you isolate the programs that concentrate on military technology and new physics theories. Transcribe these programs and put them someplace safe away from the box. I recommend someplace in the Midwest. I also urge you to reconsider your paranoia to the Russians. They are not preparing for war with the average U.S. citizen. They are preparing for war with the U.S. government. They will eventually save this country and the lives of millions of Americans. I realize my claims are a bit different to accept, so I will send the following. Once I know, you have received this fax. A few pages from the operations manual of my time machine, and a few colored photographs of my vehicle. 
If you wish to contact me, I will be happy to share with you the nature of time, the physics of time travel, and some of the events of your future. That was the second facts. Hmm. Shall we get into some of the online postings that he did? Yeah, I have run across a few of those. I would say a majority of people get confused because he first started posting these messages online on a forum, I think exactly the year 2000. In his first message, he said, Greetings. I am a time traveler from the year 2036. I am on my way home after getting an IBM 5100 computer system from the year 1975. My time machine is a stationary mass temporal displacement unit manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by a two topspin dual positive singularities that produce a standard offset temporal sinusoid. I don't know what a sinusoid is. I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. Then in March 2001, he answered a lot of questions about the future to some forum users. And then he announced that he was returning to his own timeline in March 2001. Many believe John really was a time traveler and some say his predictions proved his case. One of his predictions he spoke of was about deceptions of weapons of mass destruction before the Iraq war in 2003. He said, None of the things I have said will be a surprise. There will set in motion 10, 20, even 30 years ago. Are you really surprised to find out that Iraq has nukes now? Or is it that just BS to whip everyone up into accepting the next war? He also <laughs> claimed that... One of the first personal computers, the IBM 5100, had a secret function which only IBM creators knew at the time. And it was only revealed what that function was publicly in August of 2004. Now, that is one thing people like to point towards, like, how would he know, if he wasn't a time traveler, how would he know about this secret function? Now, if he really did have a relative working for IBM and had a hand in creating that specific computer, like he said, then it is possible that he would know about that secret function, even if he wasn't from the year 2036. That is my take on that. Yeah, but how would he know about Iraqi invasion? Because he knew about that in, before 9-11 even happened. He knew about that. He knew about a version of mad cow disease, although it wasn't exactly mad cow disease, but I believe you got some of that research, right? Yeah, so he was talking about specific prion protein disease, mm -hmm. which is this thing that develops in the nervous system, it's primarily the brain. And it causes the brain to degenerate, pretty much. So your brain just decomposes on itself. And he called it, he was referring to it because it, it's already known. It's the Kruzfeldt-Jakob disease. So it's a real thing. And it kills about 250 people every year. However, it is almost impossible for this disease to be transmitted. The only way that it is currently transmitted is if your parents have it. I think it has to be your mother. If your mother has it while she's pregnant with a child, then the child can get it. But that's the only way which it can be 
unintentionally transmitted. I think beyond that, they have to like you, they'd have to surgically transmit it, which I don't think that's ever been done. <laughs> There's, mm. as far as I know, no reason to do such a thing. So I never heard of it being transmitted through beef. And this is a different kind of disease. If you've heard of chronic wasting disease in deer, it's that same kind of disease where it's a weird thing where it's not transmitted through viruses or bacteria or anything like that. This sickness is caused by an inert protein. So it's just the shape of the protein really that causes it to be lethal. It's not the fact that it grows or anything like that. It's just that when it's put into a chain, chemical chain, it causes the everything to reproduce improperly. It's kind of a little bit like cancer, but it's not cancer in the fact that it's a mutation. It's cancer in the fact that it is like a bad foundation where mm. everything built on top of it is lopsided. So I actually do have the original post that mentioned the CJD disease. John Teeter in the Art Bell Forum posted on January 30th, 2001. And he says, I get no pleasure out of being right when it comes to CJD disease. War in the Middle East or suffering people in faraway lands. There's nothing like the look on someone's face when you tell them 100,000 people will be dead tomorrow. So that's what he said about that. And then I also have the post that he did about Y2K. This was posted, again, on the Art Bell Forum, February 5th, 2001. He said... Would I be any more believable if I told you I had just stopped a horrible event and you wouldn't hear about it because it didn't happen? I don't want the responsibility of being expected to know who lives and who dies. I know it would change me for the worse. Besides, how can you be sure my inaction now isn't a result of something I've already screwed up and I'm trying to fix? The example relates to Y2K. Have you considered that I might have already accidentally screwed up your world line. And that's what he had to say about Y2K. So that is uh, definitely one point to bring up because he did make a lot of predictions, which he said already would have happened that most certainly hasn't happened. Right. Like in 2015, World War Three, And then that in 2004, there would be a U.S. Civil War. And also that the Olympics mm -hmm. would have been discontinued from 2004 all the way to 2040. Now, right. I think the Olympics was postponed in 2004, but it did happen in 2008 and has happened every four years since. So one person could say, well, obviously he was wrong about these things. Or you could say he has altered the timeline in such a way or that he's changed us onto a different timeline and that there's a different timeline where this stuff does happen but on this current timeline it doesn't right so that he intervened yeah so it would or somebody else intervened because he just says that he's not the only time traveler right and it would seem as though it was in the interest of the time travelers to stop these things because they said that the issue was around 2000 which is when he mentioned a lot of the things going very poorly what i wonder is what exactly happened that changed that has what could he have changed the little subtle things or maybe not so subtle things that caused the the non-outbreak of world war three so i have a theory about this in 2015 there was actually a big 
scare about the Iranians getting nuclear bombs, I believe. When was the... No, I think that already... Yeah, that had already come to an end. But it was around 2013, I believe, that the Iranians signed the the deal with Obama, the no nuclear proliferation thing where they stopped their nuclear program. Right, I remember. I don't remember what it was called, but I know what you're talking about. So it is interesting that the issues, the, the two years that he mentioned, the 2004 issue, there seemed to be the Iraqi invasion right before that. They said that they were going after nuclear bombs. And then in 2013, two years before this other World War Three which might have been kicked off by an Iranian bomb blowing up somewhere. There was the 2013 Iranian nuclear peace deal thing. So if he is a time traveler, I would say that there is a significant (laughs) effort by time travelers to keep nuclear bombs from being developed in the Middle East. Right. So the theory would lie that nuclear bombs in the Middle East is what sets off World War Three, and not the Cold War between the U.S. and Russia. Let's get into more of the theories about who he might be and other people that are involved with John Teeter. So there is one person that claims to be in contact with John Teeter. I don't know if you ran into this. No. But there's a woman named Pamela Moore. Now, Pamela Moore says that she has been in contact with John Teeter from 1998 all the way up until 2018. Hmm. Now, they have somewhat of a special relationship. Uh, Apparently, she and him have this special song that they share together. And this is how she recognizes whether or not it's the real John Teeter that she is talking to by this song. Hmm. She claims to be a friend of John Teeter's mother. Her name is Kay Teeter. She gets packages from John Teeter. I don't know how that's possible. Maybe there's some kind of interdimensional UPS we don't know about. But she gets uh, stuff and letters from John, from the real John Teeter. This is Pamela Moore to John Teeter. In January 2017, the latest package I received had several things in it. A letter from Kay, a letter from John, an album with a record inside and a CD with some songs on it. But I'm keeping what was on it secret because I am not really sure why he sent those to me. I'm more likely to find out later. I received it in September of 2016. Pamela Moore to John Teeter in January 2017. He then went on to explain how I was communicating with more than just one John. The other Johns may have arrived and they needed to post to stay up as long as possible. So that brings me, it's a good segue, to introduce clones of John Teeter. Not really clones, but different John Teeters from different timelines that have all come together in this timeline and communicated with some people. It gets messy, Conrad. So this is what he said 
in a 2005 interview. The universe is made up of infinite world line, where everything is possible and has a 100% chance of happening. Therefore, there are no paradoxes. As far as the future goes, your world line is about 2.5% different than mine. This is a roughly commutative measurement based on my arrival in 1975. As far as I can tell right now, you are headed towards the same events I would call my history in 2036. However, the very nature of time travel states that every world line is unique and you are very much in control of what you do and how you get there. Heck, the fact that I am here makes it different from mine. Now, this John calls himself John Tidor 2. <laughs> yeah. Now, I wonder how he gave himself that name. Because he, what he's saying is that not that he's going forward and backwards in time in his own timeline, but really what he's doing is jumping to different parts of other timelines because he can't be in the same timeline as his own timeline. So at some point, by saying that he's the second, that means that there's been a first that has appeared in this timeline and that he's shown up seeing the other one from a different timeline that's shown up and then said, oh, well, that wasn't me. So therefore, I am now the second. Now, getting into the lawyer. And this is where things get a little conspiratorial, I guess, because people believe that this guy, this lawyer, is actually John Teeter. Now, his name is Larry Harbour. He is the attorney for John Teeter Foundation, and he did an interview with Fade to Black Radio on January 3rd, 2014. This is what he said. When I get asked the question, is it real? My answer is always the same. I don't know. I don't question whether or not I just do the work that I'm hired to do. I specialize in entertainment law, and a friend from law school referred me over to Kay, and that's how it got started. Now, Kay, as I've mentioned before, is John Teeter's mother. I know that Kay is working on a film. I haven't been involved, but it's a documentary about John Teeter, the future John Teeter. The reason why people believe that this guy is John Teeter is because he's an attorney that specializes in entertainment law and wanted to create John Teeter's story for profit, essentially. Mm -hmm. It's important to note that goes along with this theory, although what I'm going to say is not actual theory. No one has ever talked directly to John Teeter. John Teeter has always either posted or faxed letters. He's never actually communicated with anybody, not even this lawyer. This lawyer only talks to the mother, Kay Teeter. So there's that. But there is a farewell message from John Teeter, and it was posted again on the Art Bell Forum in March 24, 2001. And he says, I will be leaving this world line shortly, and this will be my final post. There are only a handful of people who know exactly when I'll be leaving, and I'm sure they will let you know when I'm gone. In the past few days, I have found your choices of topics quite interesting, and from an objective viewpoint, I think it collectively answers one of your own questions. If time travel is real, where are all the time travelers? In the past, I have stated that, quite frankly, you all scare the hell out of me and I'm sure other temporal drivers would feel the same. But now I have an expanded exploration with two examples. A while ago, on one of the posts, I related an experience I had with my parents while we were driving down a highway. Every now and then, we would pass someone who was 
in obvious stress with their vehicle. I was amazed that so many people would pass them by without stopping to help. Their explanation was fear. The risk of helping someone was too great, and with today's technology, they probably had a cell phone anyway. If they didn't, the walk to the gas station would be good for them and would teach them a lesson for running out of gas. The other examples is the plight of the homeless. When you pass them as individuals on the street, I see the way people selectively choose an alternate path to avoid them. Those two examples best define why time travelers do not show themselves. In trying to help you, we put ourselves as great risk and there's really no point to it. We know the nature of time and traveling between exact world lines is impossible. Therefore, the only results we see will be the ones we stay to see. Since world lines outcomes and events are infinite, we have better things to do. When I arrive, the new 1998 world line. On my way home, I could easily start off all of this again and continue to go through the same conversations with all of the same people. However, I already know you won't pay any attention or believe me because we've already been through it on this world line. Besides, I think the walk to the gas station will do you some good. My parting thought revolves around something JC has been harping on since day one. No, I do not have a secret agenda, but I have been playing a great deal of attention to your world line. My interaction with you was not a direct mission parameter, but it was a secondary mission protocol based on standing orders given to all temporal drivers. That secondary objective is basically to gather as much information about the world line base on a set of observable variables when we first arrived. Your world line met those conditions. What amazes me is why no one here wonders why Y2K didn't hit them at all. Bring a gas can with you when the car dies on the side of the road. Farewell. I think that will conclude today's episode on John Teeter, and I hope you all have enjoyed it. If you want to reach me or Conrad, you can do so at bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's one word, bizarreconspiracies at gmail.com. That's where you can email us your suggestion list. Also, if you like this content, if you like this episode and you like a lot of our other episodes, you will like our Patreon page. We have exclusive Patreon episodes every month, including podcast shorts episodes. So thank you so much for listening. And as always, we will catch you in the next episode.